Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. Father, thank you this morning for allowing us to be here. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, and thank you for just waking up in the morning and saying, thank you, Jesus. We're alive and we're we're well and we're very thankful in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Amen. I didn't want to stop you clapping, but... I said, you know, like Marilyn Monroe said to his lovers, we're not going to be here very long, honey. (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but I heard a preacher say it one time, yeah. Amen. Yeah, I'm coming. All right, Revelation chapter 3. We are going to get into the Word. And uh, I want to say that... uh, it is so good to be alive at this time, especially as we see in the Bible opening more and more. The Bible doesn't lie. We're seeing Israel being attacked, but they're going to attack back. And you know how they are. They go worse than anybody else. They uh, take that scripture literally, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So open your Bibles to chapter 3, verse 7. And I wanted to speak about the, the Philadelphia church, which is called a loving church that loved each other constantly. And they were known for a people that were full of love. And the Lord took notice of that because God knows every single thing that happens to you and I. Every single thing. He knows every attitude. He knows the way we behave. He knows if we're real or not, and he knows how to keep us in his ways and take away all the rough edges and make us into better people. Listen to the verse 7. How many have chapter 3 of the book of Revelations? Verse 7 says, To the angel of the church of Philadelphia, write these things, says he that is holy, he that is true, and he that has the keys of David, and he that opens, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works, that have, I know thy works, and I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. But thou hast little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast that which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. 
and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him a name, the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Let's go to verse 7. I like verse 7 because he addresses himself, he says, to the angel. To the angel. And the angel is the pastor of that church. God calls him an angel. Doesn't call him pastor. He calls him an angel. And when you go to the book of Revelations, I mean, uh, when you go back to Revelations chapter 1, verse 20, listen to this. The mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. And the seven candlesticks, which thou sawest, are the seven churches. So the pastors are represented as an angel, but also as a star. So I don't know about you, but every time I look at the stars, I say, man, there's a lot of pastors up there. And that's just symbolic of what a pastor is. And God cares for the pastor. So to have a pastor, you guys are blessed. Let me say it again. For you guys to have a pastor, you guys are blessed. <clears throat> Especially when God chooses the pastor. Not when man chooses the pastor. But when God chooses a pastor, makes a world of difference when you come into that, that, that thing there to believe. But also he gives the city, the church of the Philadelphia, which is called brotherly love. That's what that name means, brotherly love. And he calls it by name. So if you notice, he knows the angel, he knows the church, and he knows the city. So he knows right here in La Mirada who the church is right here. Who's the pastor, where the city's at, and where the church is at. So he makes no mistake. So if you think you're going to get away with it, you will not. If you think that he's not looking at you, he's looking at you. And he is looking and a booking. And he's running a whole make on your whole life. And he knows everything, every motive, every attitude, everything that you're doing. He knows every single thing about you. So you better behave. Because this is God the Father looking inside of our souls. And then it says, these things says he, says he, that is, that is holy. Is God holy? Now listen to when we pray the Our Father. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That word hallowed be thy name is holy. The holy God. So you and I need to understand that he is a holy God living inside of you. But not only that, but harboring over you. His atmosphere, his glory is all over the place. I think you need to lift up your hands right now, both of them. Just like when they put a gun on you, both of them go up. Your surrender. Now, come on. And I want you to praise the holy God right now. Just praise him. Oh, Lord, we bless your name. We glorify your name. We exalt you. 
You are our holy God. Hallelujah. You are the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You are an awesome God that has called us into this place. And I pray right now that your glory will descend all over us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, light up our holy, our, our lives. Light it up, oh God. Cause an anointing to break every single yoke right now. Every power of the devil that nothing will take over us, oh God. Because we are in your house, Lord, in the location, and we call you holy, 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 Lord. Holy is your name. Hallelujah. Come on now. Now give them a good clap, offering while you're praising him. While you're praising him, just give them a praise, offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So his name is Holy. Holy. We walked into a holy place. When Moses saw the fiery burning, burning bushel, he says, take off your shoes. I don't want you taking off your shoes right now, but because some of you maybe not change your socks, but, but that's what he told Moses because they were wearing sandals in those days. And Moses encountered what God was all about. He was a holy God. And then he says, he that is true. In other words, God does not lie. When he tells you something, he tells you the truth. And you're to accept the truth. And then he says, and I hold the keys of David. Oh, my God. Somebody give me a pair of keys. Let me, let me have my keys here. The keys represent authority. I have authority over this church. I have the key here. My office and all the offices, my house, my, my car, uh, my P.O. box, everything. I have everything here including Stella's picture right here. So I have every single key that I need to get into the place. Well, God says, I am, I, and I'm holding the keys of the kingdom of David. I'm the God that takes care, and I, I, I open any door, and I shut any door that I want. So God has opened a door for us. The door might be the door to your heart. The door might be to your whole family. The door might be to giving you a brand new job. The door might be that a lot of money is coming your way. You just haven't seen it yet. But there is doors there that God opens. And when he opens it, there is no one that can shut it. When Noah was there building that ark, he built it. He was laboring for 120 years, laboring all that time. Can you imagine him and his wife building that whole ark? Everybody passed by and mocked him. They laughed at him. You're crazy building an ark in the desert where there is no rain. Well, but God said it. He's a true God. He's a holy God. And he's given me the keys and I'm going to build that ark. I'm going to build that ark. And the Bible says, then his family came when it was coming close to it. The Bible says that they were finishing the ark and God said, get in. Get in. I'm calling the animals two by twos. If the church and the people don't want it, I'm going to let my animals come in because they're more obedient than the people that are passing by. So then he said, get your family. And the minute he got in, the Bible says it started raining. And when it started raining, the Bible says as, the, as it started floating a little bit, he shut the door. And when he shuts the door, there isn't one man that can open the door. 
And the Bible says that that thing was floating. It was huge. And people probably were trying to climb in. And they were probably scraping the wood. And they could hear the scraping and the crying of what was going on. But they could not open the door. Listen to me. The church is about to leave. The church is about to go home. We are going through trials. We're going through attacks that we've never gone through in our entire life. It's getting more thicker, but the glory of God is thicker than the darkness. God is getting ready to shut that door. We're going up. Hallelujah. We're not going down. We're going up. We're going to be caught up in the air in the rapture. We're going to see Jesus because we serve a God that is holy, that is true, and holds the keys of David. So if he does all that and he's representing himself to the church that way, it's because he's encouraging the church that he is the true God. Listen to verse 8. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it. So he opens the door. There isn't anyone that can shut it. So God describes what's going on But then he describes the attack. No man can shut it. And then he says, thou hast a little strength. Now, we're human. We do war. And sometimes we go down to a little strength. Instead of looking like a giant, we look like Pee Wee Herman. (laughs) We feel small. We feel weak, especially when you can't do nothing for that individual but pray. And you feel a little weak because you can't go in that house and fix the problem because God doesn't want you to fix the problem. So you stay a little weak because it's not your family and everything is going wrong in that family. And you feel a little weak, like how come I can't do something for them? Well, why am I going through all this and I'm feeling weak inside of you, inside of me? So God started noticing that you have a little strength. But in that little strength, you can make a decision that you're going to serve God regardless of how you feel. You're going to make a decision that you're going to pray and you're going to conquer that. And in that little strength, you're going to see the power of God do something because you didn't give up, but you had a little strength. A little strength. And then he says, and you have kept my word. My word is a light unto your feet. So as you read and as you capture it, You are putting it into your soul. And the Bible says you kept my word even though you had a little strength. Even though that you felt that you were just hanging on. But you remembered the promises of God. And you remember that God has said, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. So I will accomplish that thing because you kept my word. So you need to jump on that word and keep his word. And the blessing is around the corner if you are persistent keeping the word of God. And sometimes it gets tough, you know, and you want to, you have that little strength, but you make up your mind and that you're going to go on. And you then, the third part, it says, and has not denied my name. In other words, you kept his name in your lips, in your heart, 
in everything that you did, you obeyed the word of God. Because you obeyed God and you haven't denied him. He says, you, you watch what I will do for you. Listen, patience goes, goes a long ways. Patience is something that all of us need. He says to put on patience and let it have its perfect work in you. That means that it's going to take time for him to clothe you totally with patience because by nature we're people that are impatient. All of us here are superly impatient. Because I've seen some of you. You, you want what God wants, but you want it now. And God says, he holds you by the head, stay there, boy. Until patience has had its perfect work in you. So patience is going to come in in a, in a whirlwind of trouble, but you're going to have to have that patience. You're going to have to wait on God. And these people were feeling that, but they were not. They were not giving up on God at all. At all. And they kept on going by believing the word of God and by not denying his name. He says, watch what I'm going to do when everything is said and done. God is not in a hurry. He knows exactly what to do. I don't know about you if you've had a, your children manifest on you. Kids can manifest. Oh, my God. I had five girls and they manifested. I had one boy. He manifested, too. So I know what it is, what takes place in the home, and you think you have no control over it. But in reality, as you're growing, and as you're growing, and you're believing God, and that patience is growing, you know that his promises are yea and amen, and that you're going to see everything turned around. Let me tell you something. When I seen my kids yesterday, and they came with all their grandchildren, I said, I thank you for all the trials and everything I've gone through, but to see the fruit of the labor was amazing. Why? Because when God does something in you and God promises, he's going to keep his word. He's not going to break it. Hallelujah. The thing is that we always move ahead of God by our emotions. Because you got to get a hold of your emotions and believe the word of God because your emotions are what deceives you. How many have ever had battles in your mind where you're going crazy in your mind. Yeah, you're shaking hands. Yeah, you're saying the right things. But in your psychic, you're like, todo loco, like, hey, inside. Ah! But God gives you that patience to go through it. And then when you look back, you say, man, God is a good God. Listen to verse 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not. But liars, behold, I will make them come and worship before thy feet to know that I have loved thee. He's all those people that are pretending they're actually Satan worshipers. And he calls them that. They're running around in the flesh. They're doing whatever they want to do. And they're looking at it in the church. When, is, when are you going to move on those crazy people? 
He says, wait until you see when I move. He says, you're going to see my love and action when they come crying right in front of you, making those altar calls and changing all their world. And because you were patient and believing me, and God said, because you did that, I love you more than you've ever been loved in your whole life. I don't know about you. When I see the goodness of God, I could feel my tears coming down because that, that thing that's inside of me, I know that it's God. It's nobody else but God. And I know that it's him. And I weep like a little baby because I see the promises of God right in front of my face and I say yes God you love me so much even though I was going through the fire even though I was doubting you you were still loving me you were still keeping me you were still doing things you did not stop you did not stop because you keep your word tell your neighbor God's going to keep his word neighbor yeah don't give me that caralhacha no Listen, smile a little bit because God's going to keep his word. Don't give me that face of a, that only a mother can love. No, smile because God's about to do it. Yeah. And sometimes we say, man, not, God's not doing nothing in my life. And that's when he's doing it. That's when he's doing it. He's not, he's not thinking like you. He's moving ahead of you. If he can make a donkey talk, don't you think he could change you? Yeah, the prophet was riding on that donkey and he was whipping him. And then God opened up his mouth and said to him, I'm trying to save you. I see two angels right there and you're whipping me. How much does God love that prophet for having a donkey talk? I would have, if I was the donkey, I said, Ese vato, don't be beating me up. I'm, I'm saving your bacon. I would freak if I would see a donkey talk. I, I mean, I would be uh, pretty afraid. Yeah. But God loves us. Some of us need to realize and hug yourself and say, you know what? God loves me. And I'm going to take my steps forward, not backwards. And I'm just going to close my eyes and keep walking. Even if I don't understand. Even if I don't understand the process. Even if I feel terrible inside of me like nothing is going to happen. I am walking forward because I'm going to believe God that he's going to do it all for me. Because he loves me enough to die on the cross for me. And resurrect. So don't be in a hurry. Some of you want everything in a hurry. The only thing that hurries is when the wife is kid doing you breakfast. And sometimes that's taking a long time. But you want it now. And maybe she doesn't want to give it to you now. Maybe she wants to burn your eggs because of the way you've been behaving in front of her. Maybe she wants to put a little poison to get rid of you and co collect the insurance. The wife said, yay. <laughs> Just helping you out, sisters. <laughs> Need to be patient, man. Yeah? Patient. You can't be all in a hurry. Take your time. God is at work. God is at work. Look at verse 10. Listen to this. 
Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. Let me say it again. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. In other words, my word does not lie. But you're keeping it. Because you kept it. In other words, you didn't turn back on God. You kept it. It didn't come when you wanted it to come, but I will keep my word of my patience. Don't you thank God that God was patient with you? Amen. Think about it. What you have done, and yet God brought you back in. Amen. Think how you were drinking that stupid juice, and God drunk, dried up your stupid juice, and you woke up. And God was still loving you and caring for you. Are you getting this? His word of patience that he has for us. For us. The word of my patience. Listen to this. I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. He says, don't worry about it. Some people will say, I wish the rapture happened right now. No. He's got his own time clock. You have yours, but he has his. And one day is a thousand years. One day. Maybe we're right about there at the end of the 1,000 day. Who knows? It looks like it. It feels like it. But maybe he'll go a little further than that. Are you, are you following me here? Yeah. Let me read it again. I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation. So there's going to be a whole lot of changes going on on the earth. Which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell on the earth. I don't know about you, but I'm seeing things that I've never seen in my entire life. I am seeing rainfall like never before. I'm seeing floods like I've never seen before. And this is not just happening in one state. This is happening around the world. I have not seen the tornadoes that I've seen, especially them that are full of fire. Never seen a tornado like that. And now they're showing them that they're out there. I've never seen the power of the earthquakes being so harsh. And guess what? We're living right on the fault. One of these days, everything is going to shake. Oh, I don't know about you, but when you feel an earthquake, oh, my, my God, you know how you act. You can't even run. It, it paralyzes you. It paralyzes you. And, and if you run, you might be eaten by the earth. It shakes. I've been through a lot of earthquakes. Let me tell you something. My house shook. Everything in there seemed like paper. Even the drywall cracked. Even the drywall fell. The stairs fell. Everything fell. Hey, but his word's still standing. He says, I'll keep you through all that. I'll keep you through that uh, because I don't lie. How about the temptations that are going on today? They're pretty strange, the stuff that we're seeing. Where people are changing from men to women and women to men. You don't know who on earth you're marrying no more. What's your name? Johnny. Oh, I thought it was Susie. Oh, I think, it's, I think it is Susie now. 
Come on, somebody. You know, those, those are pretty heavy temptations for our kids. Our kids need to be solid in the Word of God. We cannot let the world have those kids. We need to be the people of God that keep our kids. Let them memorize the Bible. Let them know the Bible so that they can stand on the Bible. And they're going to try to take it away. You better have one of these. One of these Bibles. Because the day they turn off your phone, you better have one of these. And the bigger you get it, the better because you get older. Amen. Some of you already there like I am. Amen. From the hour of temptation that will try the that dwell on um, that will try them that dwell upon the earth. Listen to verse 12. Behold, I come quickly, hold fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Come on, I got a crown, you got a crown. And what the devil wants is to stumble us to take away the prize called the crown. The crown is something that is beautiful. When you think of the crowns that in, in England, and I've seen those beautiful crowns, I mean, they're gorgeous, big old solid diamonds, and they keep it on a glass, security and everything. When you walk into heaven, hallelujah, and you make it into heaven by the grace of God, you're going to see your crown, and it's not going to be a Burger King crown. It's going to be a Holy Ghost crown, hallelujah. Oh, I'll be able to spot you a mile away. Because those diamonds are so big, hallelujah. And you, I'll, I'll probably see a Cooper over there strolling through the golden, through the golden streets with his big old crown and, and giving me an attitude. I made it, hallelujah. Why? We're fighting for eternal, eternity. That when we get there, we will see all the promises of God. I like what my mother told me the other day. She says, Stella died. She told me, you don't understand heaven at all, she told me. Heaven does not work like here on earth. She is in a top position, she told me. I can't even explain what I've seen. She is working hard for a lot of people. I said, wow, I don't think that way. I think just of today. They don't sleep 24-7. Eternity, they're there. They're working. Every person that has died in the Lord, they're working for us. Every person that goes up, they capture them. And they say, let me show you a tour before we get you busy. Whew. To have a glorious body without that it doesn't weigh anything. Oh, my God, I'll be flying through the sky. I'll be saying, Cooper, come on, bro, let's cruise it on high speed. There are people that have died in the Lord, that are in the presence of God, that are working in a different type of style to get things done for us and for what's coming. So, to die is to gain. Woo, it's tough crossing over. Matter of fact, 
while you're sitting down listening to me, I'm going I'm to pray for Pastor Rudy. He's almost at that place of dying. And some of you know Rudy Tobar. Rudy Tobar is a legend to me. An East L.A. guy that decided to go to Russia and spend his life there. Next, Dolphin. And learn Russian. And learn how to write it. And learn how to read it. And learn how to speak it. Love Russia. I went to see him. I said, Rudy... Don't you worry about anything. We'll take care of everything. We'll take care of everything. Rudy, all you need to do is cross over. He tells me, I know, Pastor, but it's hard. I said, well, you're going to go any week. So you better put a smile and send me a kite that you made it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I want to say this to you. The day he does pass away, his wife, we're going to take care of her. That little lady, I mean, I've never seen a lady love a man like Rudy. Rudy's big. That calote, man. He's big. And she is right there with him. Not even leaving, leaving his sight, feeding him, clothing him, taking him to the restroom, loving him and loving him. And then sometimes I see her and she gives me that eye like... I keep on going, Pastor, but it's hard. It's hard. So I told Rudy, are you ready? He says, I am, Pastor. I am. I'm ready. I'm about to leave, and I can't wait till I see heaven, even though it's hard right now. We're all going to cross over. But it's going to be beautiful. It's just crossing over. Listen to verse 11. Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast that which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Don't let the devil take away your crown. Fight. Fight. Faith, fight to stay in the spirit. Fight to believe his word. Fight to accomplish it. Fight to keep on going. Speak to yourself and tell stupid, get the stupid out of me, Lord. I want to move forward. I don't want to be tripping in my mind. I'm going to keep my family. I'm going to keep my kids. I'm going to keep my grandma. I'm going to keep my father. I'm going to keep all that belongs to me. But I'm not going to lose my crown. Hold on to that crown. Because when you get there, you're going to see what you're carrying. You're going to see it. Listen to verse 12. Him that overcometh. Listen to this. I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out. Hallelujah. And I will write. Think there's tattoos in heaven. And I will, and I will write upon him my new, my, the name of my God. And the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which cometh out out of heaven uh, from my God, and I will write upon him a new name. I don't know how he's going to do that. I really don't. Amen. I, I don't think it's a tattoo. It might just be gold. <laughs> With a stamp. <laughs> it just might be that. I don't know. But he's going to write it there. 
He's going to write it there. Even the name of the city. You, you didn't think God was a gangster? The name of the city. Coming down from heaven. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Revelations. Oh, let me read Revelations 21, verse 4. Revelations 21, verse 4. <clears throat> well, I'll start in verse 3. It says, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with a man, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Verse 4, And God shall wipe away all their tears and their eyes, and there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the formal things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I will make all things new. And he said unto me, Write these words are true, are true and faithful. Wow. No more tears. How many here have ever cried tears that you didn't want to cry? How many here have ever cried tears of bitterness? How many cried tears of, I want to pay him back? I want to pay her back. Well, thank God you didn't pay him back. Amen. Thank God your husband's still alive. Hallelujah. <laughs> There's no more sorrow there. Woo. Verse 4 neither crying. There shall be no more pain, hallelujah. No more medicine for pain. For the former things are passed away. Hallelujah. I'm not going to lose anybody. I'm going to see them. Yes, you're going to see them. You're, even if you lose them, you're going to see them. Yes, but to, li to live is Christ and to die is to gain. To die is to gain. Can you imagine when that trumpet sounds for the rapture? which is coming, that loud sound. And you're hearing those sounds now that people are talking about, they're bold signs, I mean, huge, huge sounds now. People are weird, they're like, wow, what is that? They never heard anything like that. I said, this is the beginning. Yeah. And the sinners are hearing it. Yeah. But wait until we disappear because they're not gonna hear this sound. Yeah. Only the ones that are born again are gonna hear the sound of the trumpet. And the dead in Christ shall rise, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up with them in the air. So you and I have a lot to look forward to. We're in the middle of the battle, and the battle is raging because we are at the end, almost at the end. Almost at the end. And we got to be ready. So if you're going to get married, you might consider that. I'm kidding. Either way, when you get into heaven, it's all legal. <laughs> we won't even think of marriage. We will think of only loving Jesus with all our hearts, Kneeling down right there and just worshiping him. 
and saying thank you, thank you, thank you that you're so awesome. You love us so much. We made it through. Hallelujah. We made it through. So we are supposed to give thanks. Can we lift up our hands and just give them thanks? Come on, give them thanks because we're headed that way. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the beauty of your holiness. Thank you for that crown of glory. Thank you for that transformation that's going to take place. So God, at the minute that we hear the sounding of that trumpet, Lord, we want to be ready. Hallelujah. Bless your name. Bless your name. Thank you for all our relatives that are up there. Oh God, thank you that they're waiting for us. Oh God, thank you that you're so awesome. We will see them again in the name of Jesus. And we are glad here on the earth to go forward in the mighty name of Jesus. Devil, get out of the way because here comes the Holy Ghost train. The Holy Ghost train is full of life, full of power, full of force, full of patience, full of glory. In the name of Jesus, loosen your people, Lord. Come on, give them a clap offering. Hallelujah.